Marketing. From the American College of Financial Services, it's time for NextGen in 10. I'm Ross Riskin, chair of the NextGen Advisory Task Force, and for the next 10 minutes, you'll be joined by our hosts and guests discussing topics relevant to up-and-coming financial advisors. Hey, NextGen, it's Alana Phillips. I'm here with Eric Roberge, founder of Beyond Your Hammock. Thanks for being here, Eric. My pleasure, Alana. We've got a lot of good stuff to talk about. We've talked about Beyond Your Hammock in previous episodes, this work that you do with younger folks and a traditional client. But I think about younger clients and what first comes to mind is sort of social media technology. So I want to get into what you're doing here. And maybe we start with, I know you said you've got clients that are coming to you from some of these social media or podcasting sort of avenues. Can you talk about all the things that you're involved with in terms of social media or digital technology on the internet? The way that we look at the internet is that we want to focus on a few things and do it well versus Mm -hmm. trying to get our feet wet in every possible area. So the things that we do well is really written content. So we are producing a lot of content every single quarter. I think the last quarter of 2020, we did 31 pieces of offsite content, which means we were writing for Business Insider and Kiplinger and Forbes, and also participating in maybe getting quoted in various articles that people have written. And then we did 18 pieces of onsite content, which is blog posts, podcasts, and email newsletters. So That's a lot. Are you yeah. writing all of these, Eric, or who writes the content? I am involved, but I can't say that I'm writing all of the content. That is very much our master editor and my wife, Kaylee Roberge, who is trained in content creation. That's nice. You've got the secret weapon there in your wife. I see how that can be a dynamic duo there. So awesome. So you're all over the place. I know you guys also have a podcast. It seems like that's been a good use of time. Anything else that you're involved in, in terms of that digital media, trying to reach or build your brand amongst millennials? We post on Twitter and LinkedIn and Mm -hmm. Facebook, although we don't pay for any of our content to reach any further groups or any specific groups. So there's probably ways that we could make that more effective. And it's not really all that necessary right now because our our natural organic SEO is working really well for us. When you look at that SEO, is there something specific that your target clients are searching for that gets them to you? Like what are those keywords or taglines? I can't tell which words are the, really the ones that are driving them to reach out. All I know is that our most popular posts or with regard to having children and the cost of raising a child. Everybody seems to be looking for that. Very high. Is that what you tell them the answer? (laughs) Right. Lots of money. (laughs) Lots and lots of money. You need a financial advisor. If you want to have children, please come talk to Eric. (laughs) Okay. So these folks come to you, they're having kids. They're concerned about what this is going to cost. Are you meeting with them in a physical office? What other technology comes into play? Maybe just in those initial interactions. The first conversation I have with people from a prospecting perspective, and this has been since day one, is a 30 to 45 minute phone call. And that's the only interaction I have with them directly other than following up via email, which I think is pretty efficient for our purposes. And once they get in the fold and they're becoming clients, they're going to then get involved with various pieces of technology. The major driver of our meetings right now, especially in COVID, but even pre-COVID, about 50% of the time was Zoom. Mm -hmm. These Zoom conferences where you can share your screen. I actually have a 
a screen that I can write right on. So I have a, a whiteboard that I would be using in person anyway that I can do right in front of their face here and record the meetings if I need to for my own purposes. It's very effective for engaging people in the conversation. And then when you pull in e-money or whatever financial planning software that you're using and have those dynamic planning conversations right on screen, it's super impactful. No, that's awesome. So it's not any, there's no like crazy magical technology. You're not showing up as a Yoda hologram or anything in your initial meetings. This is stuff, I mean, advisors are using now, right? Zoom, phone, email, right? All sort of basics are being able to share their screen, even to draw on a whiteboard, digital whiteboard to show something to someone. Is there anything specific about that process that, you know, if somebody wants to do it, you would share like do's or don'ts with them of how to do that? I think it's just don't get overly complicated because really it's about connecting with the people that you're talking to and having them engage in the conversation. I don't care how you do that. Whatever works for you works for you. Obviously, you know, younger clients are pretty comfortable with this sort of technology. Are there any of them that want to meet in person? Not right now. I mean, it's been a weird year, right? So the last one full year, no one's been meeting in person anywhere. And I know that some advisors are talking about getting back into the office, but none of our clients have asked for that. I'm not pushing for it. I think I'm just as effective, if not more effective on video than I am in, in person. And it certainly saves me time and I can be more productive. And a lot of my clients now, they're both working. So now with either both working from home or one going back to the office, they may not be in the same place. And therefore getting into my office is even harder for them to do. So it's more efficient for them to meet on video as well. So I would imagine from a geography perspective, then it really doesn't matter where you are or where your clients are. You can attract people from across the country. Yeah. Yeah. Or outside the country, a handful of occasions. So it's, it's pretty cool to be able to have no geographic boundaries. And that's been our goal from day one. Yeah, no, very cool. So then in terms of the, you know, other tech that you might use, right. As you're thinking about your planning software or investment management, what does that look like, Eric, for our listeners that are thinking about this virtual practice? Well, the first thing that my clients engage with is precise FP, which is basically a data gathering service where they fill out all the information that I would normally get in a data gathering meeting. And therefore I don't have to be in a meeting to collect data. They can do it on their own time and I can have that ready to go in the meeting one. And then that magically gets transported into eMoney, which is our financial planning software and our base for everything that we do. Cause they then link their accounts up and have that real-time balance sheet right in front of us. And we can then run projections and, and use the numbers that they have in place. Again, rather than updating them every single time we meet. We also use iRebal, which is through TD Ameritrade for rebalancing and portfolio management. Luckily enough, that should be staying with us as we merge with Schwab. So we'll see how that works, but that's been a key factor for us. And then we use Orion for portfolio reporting and performance reporting, you know, invoicing things like that. Other than that, in Zoom, I don't know that we use a ton of other tech services. So I'm not a huge techie. I'm not trying to get the next best thing. I'm trying to get things that work, allow me to be transparent and effective. I love it. I think that's one of the points that I'm hoping we drive home here too, Eric. It, it doesn't have to be the holograms that I was alluding to, right? It's it's not anything that's crazy. Although that precise FP that you were talking about, I think about Eric, all the hours I spent training interns or future financial planners on data gathering that like, you're telling me we don't have to do that. They can just send out a link for that now. Yeah. Super simple. I mean, it's not always the easiest thing. Sometimes they have questions, but they're always going to have questions. As long as they're tech savvy enough, then it's fine. Yeah. 
I'm gonna pause us there. We'll be back in just a minute. Learn how a goal-based approach redefines 21st century investment with our Wealth Management Certified Professional designation. Bring your value to a new level at the americancollege.edu slash WMCP. Give your clients the retirement security they need with our Retirement Income Certified Professional designation. Visit the americancollege.edu slash RICP to learn more. We're back and let's pick up where we left our thoughts. An issue that I think a lot of new planners deal with, and especially in, you know, BD world, right? There's a lot of paperwork, Eric. And as you're talking about this, I'm thinking of the stacks of paperwork and new advisors flagging where things need to be signed and getting the wrong forms and getting NIGOs. It doesn't sound like that's happening for you. What does the paperwork look like as I do air quotes around paperwork? I'm glad that I experienced that world where I actually had to use paperwork and put flags on things and send things out and have that come back in the mail from a client. And now I don't have to do that anymore. We are 100% virtual, meaning we don't have printed paperwork, right? It's electronic or nothing, uh, which makes things super valuable and easy to use when it comes to signing documents or transmitting information. We can save the trees and we can be much more efficient with our processing. My desk is empty. It's just a computer. That's all I need. I have a cloud and that's all I need really. I imagined you work from a hammock with the name. So it's good to know that the desk is empty too though, but you could, <laughs> you could work from a hammock because you don't have any paperwork sprawled everywhere. So how does that work though? What, is, what are the systems that allow for you to have hundred percent virtual paperwork? Well, DocuSign for investment purposes, right? DocuSign is, is the accepted service for TD Ameritrade, which is our custodian. So all of our investment paperwork goes through them. Unfortunately, there are still NIGOs that happen in the virtual world, but we deal. Um, and we also have sharing folders. I mean, whether it's Google Drive or Box or Dropbox or even eMoney's Vault, I mean, you can share documents with people in a way that at least is encrypted and private enough to make sure that they're not giving their information to the world just because it's virtual. I think about Eric, there's so many teams I know that have one, two, or three folks on their team if they're large teams that are like business processors that have to be experts in these paperwork processes. And I don't hear that level of complexity in what you're talking about. <laughs> no, no. Again, that's just so much into the weeds, but has to be done if you're going to work in a paper world. I love it. I was looking at your website and you are one of the few advisor websites I've seen where there's images of like cell phones and computers on your website. That's obviously a way we're going to be able to work with you. I'll say, as I look at advisors' websites every single day, very few have images that look like that. Well, beaches and lighthouses and white robes. I mean, that's the stuff that we were trying to avoid. We can have a name like Beyond Your Hammock and then show those pictures on our website. Yeah. We don't need the, the pictures of you on a cruise with your grandkids and, you know, roaming through the field at the park. It's, <laughs> you've definitely mixed it up there. We appreciate that. Eric, obviously you've got a lot of efficiencies. It sounds like with this technology, millennials love this. It's music to my ears. As I think about no paperwork and filling things out online, are you working with folks that are older? Like are there tech savvy typical clients in financial services that you appeal to? Or have you mostly just been drawn to millennials? I think it's a little bit of both. So my, my typical client is definitely in their 30s and 40s. I don't typically work with people outside that range unless there are reasons to do so. And one of those things that I find enticing is 
when they are open-minded and tech savvy and want to look at things differently, that's more of a mindset than it is an age. And if they have that in place, then I don't care how old they are. Of course, I don't want to say that I specialize in the distribution phase of retirement because although I know it, I'm not a specialist. I want to be very specialized in what I do. And therefore, I'm not working with retirees other than maybe my parents at this point. That's fair. Well, I think most of the rest of our industry, there's some exclusivity of some sort. So thanks for taking care of that group that has not historically been served in the industry, Eric. Oh, it's been a blast doing it and I will continue to do so. Well, Eric, this has been so enlightening. So for our listeners that want to continue to hear about your model and what you do, where can they find you and get more? Other than my website, I think the best place to go is our podcast, Beyond Finances, which we've probably have just under 50 episodes now. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, you'll find that. And we just love the support that we get through that avenue. And my wife and I talking about things that we're dealing with with clients, but also things that we're, we're dealing with in real life. So it's, it's a pretty down-to-earth conversation about all things financial related to millennials and Gen Xs. Love it. Beyond finances. Well, Eric, thanks for sharing that with us. Go check him out, everyone. And thanks for being here with us today. Thank you very much. For more episodes, visit our website at theamericancollege.edu slash podcasts. This has been Next Gen in 10, brought to you by the American College of Financial Services.